Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the zone phone. He covers the sidelines as well as pre and post game for the Memphis Grizzlies broadcast. He's Rob Fisher with us here on the big show. What's going on, Rob? Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, you guys got it. How are you guys doing today? We're great and uh, excited. The playoffs are here, certainly. Um, give us kind of the vibe in Memphis with this this young upstart team that's playing really well right now. People, are, you know, people are excited, and it's it's interesting. Last year, going into the season, it was the most excited for a team that had no chance to make the playoffs that I've ever been around before in my life. And then they came close, and they got to the play in against Portland uh, late in the season and held that eighth spot uh, going to the bubble. Uh, and then this year, I think the expectation was, well, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, hopefully in that range, and. That's exactly where the Grizzlies ended up. And for the most part, all season, they were a 500 team. They'd get you excited for a game, and then they'd disappoint you for a game. And But there was never anything consistent. But what we've seen now in the last nine games with this team winning eight of them, it, they're playing their best basketball, and it's got people excited about them. And, but, it, but it's funny. It's not necessarily an excitement of, you know, hey, we're up 1-0. We're going to go beat the Utah Jazz. It's it's more of an excitement of, look what we've done in the last week. We're in the postseason, and we're about to start a run of appearing in the postseason just like we did with the core four when the Grizzlies went seven consecutive years. It feels like that's kind of the start of something like that for the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think that's what most people are excited about. Sure, we're excited about being up 1-0. I mean, if you have a chance to win the series, being up 1-0 certainly is a good start. So, um, you know, I think people are fired up about that. I think people are fired up to get back at FedEx Forum for playoff basketball. And, uh, but I think mostly people are fired up about, you know, where this team is heading and what the future could be for this basketball franchise. So tell us everything you know about John ja Morant. Go. <laughs> He's special. Uh, I mean, that's really all you have to say. And, you know, we, we've had really good players. You know, we, we haven't had Stockton and Malone, but we've we've had, you know, Zebo and Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley and, um, and Tony Allen. You know, we had that core four. And, you know, I, I don't know if any of them uh, will get to the Hall of Fame, but certainly in, in Memphis's eyes, they're, they're, they're the best. They put Memphis Grizzlies on the map. They carried the franchise during that, during that run. But now... Now it's jaw. And even with all the good players the Grizzlies have had and, and the talent they've had in the past, we've never had a guy like Ja Morant. He's different. He's special. He does something every night at the gym that you've never seen before. And, and the thing that I love watching about him right now is you go back to last year's playing game against Portland, the two playing games this season, the game one against the Jazz, Every the four biggest games John Morant has played in, and he's been huge in all four. 
the guy's a winner. He he's got that he's got that attitude that the greats of all time have of hating to lose more than you actually enjoy winning. <laughs> and I think Jaws got that. And he's a, he's such a competitor. It's been so much fun to watch him play. But just just getting to see him, it's it's like I said, he he's special. He's different, and he'll. He'll give you something that you've never seen before on a nightly basis. Uh, I, you know, I've heard that same thing said before, only they said it. Losing feels worse than winning feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he's got that attitude. And I, th- I think you look at the best players of all time, and and they all have that attitude. And I'm not saying John's going to be one of the best players of all time, but if, if he's going to be great, if he's going to be a superstar in this league, he's got that already checked off. And and definitely, it's something that all the greats have. Rob, you mentioned Mike Conley, um, and it's not it's not often I'd say that you know really um, you know landmark players, franchise players like Mike was in in Memphis, you know separating from that organization. Sometimes it's not always pretty, right? Uh, but in this case, right. you know uh, the 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 relationship still seems to be in, incredibly strong. I mean, Mike talks about it all the time. Is is tying in Memphis, and that obviously was very. Uh, dear to him, and he made some comments the other the other day when asked about it. How weird this is going to be for him to go, you know, eventually back into that building to play a playoff matchup, you know, where he had so many uh, great moments. But talk about the 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 community's relationship still with Mike and and how they're going to experience that with him on the other on the other bench. Well, I think for how weird it's going to be for Mike, I think it'll be weird for Grizzlies fans too. But you know, we we've seen this with. With Zach Randolph, we saw with Tony Allen when they both left. Unfortunately, Marcus All, since he's left the franchise, hasn't played in Memphis because of the bubble. And then this year with Toronto being in Tampa, and then he goes on to the Lakers this year. And early this season, he did play, but there were no fans allowed. So Mark hasn't been back. So we haven't really experienced that. But with Zach Randolph, it was pretty simple. That first game, it's all love. It's all love. But then after that, you know, it's it's there's no hate. There's still love. He's going to get applauded. He'll have a nice round of applause when he's introduced in game three on Saturday night. But once the game starts, he's kind of on the other team. He's, he's not he's not on that. You know, he's we don't hate him like Joe Ingles hate. We but, <laughs> well, but but he's going to be on the other team. You know, he's going to be a guy on that other side. And, and I think that's. Uh, you know, but it's such a respect. It, 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 the bond is so strong. What he's done in the community, um, you know, he was such a great ambassador for the city, such a great role model for the city. Uh, I mean, me personally, I, I my first year with the Grizzlies was Mike Conley's first year. So to go through his entire career with him uh, in Memphis was, was truly a treat. And of all the athletes that I've covered in my time in sports, so there, I tell people all the time, there are two that stand out to me as being the greatest guys to be around that I've ever been around who are athletes who, you know, actually made a mark in the game. And that's Kurt Warner, the, the former Rams quarterback when I covered him in St. Louis and, uh, and then Mike Conley of the Grizzlies, um, just the two most genuine, nice, truthful, upfront, keeping it real guys that, that I've ever been around in, in, in over 30 years of covering sports. So I, I, I love Mike Conley and always will, always root for him. I mean, the love for Mike Conley this year when he made the all-star team from Memphis, it was real. I mean, people were so excited in Memphis that Mike Conley finally got that all-star nod um, that, you know, it, it, it didn't matter what uniform he's wearing because he'll always be looked at as a Memphis Grizzly. And, 
uh, that'll be the case when his number goes up in the Raptors once he's done playing for the hated Jazz. <laughs> so it seems to me like the Grizzlies are trying to do everything they can to disrupt the Jazz's catch and shoot threes. Uh, off the dribble, uh, they don't mind that so much. What are they going to do when Donovan Mitchell is back in that lineup? Because he's pretty good at handling, the, you know, <laughs> shooting those long shots off the bounce. Yeah, well, it's you know we we've we've gotten to the point now over the last month of the the respect that has been given to Dylan Brooks around the league, you know, and you just keep wondering, can he do it again? Can he do it again? Because he's done it it seems every night for the last month and now he's going to have to do it again. And uh, his work's going to be cut out for him with Donovan Mitchell being back in the lineup. But, you know, as you guys know, the problem with the jazz, just adding him to the lineup, how much more open are those looks? And, you know, I I heard some stats that on open threes, I think the jazz were like 12 of 41, which is crazy that of their 47 threes, 41 of them were open. They're not gonna. They're not gonna miss that many again. That's what I think scares Grizzlies fans the most. And just adding Donovan Mitchell is just gonna make those shots more open, if possible. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be very difficult for the Grizzlies. They're to win Game Two. I think the Grizzlies are gonna have to play their best game this season. And I don't think we saw that in Game One. I mean, they got off to an awful start, but they did play well, well enough, and and things didn't go very well for the Jazz for the Grizzlies to get the win. But I think in game two, Grizzlies might have to play their best game of the year, and uh, that's a tough task. And Donovan Mitchell and that entire team is going to play with a vengeance, and uh, they're going to come out playing desperate basketball, and the Grizzlies are going to have to try and match that. It's it's about scrambling. It's about getting the Jazz in the half court, and that means making baskets, something the Grizzlies did not do early in that game, but were able to do in the second half. Rob, thank you so much for carving out a few minutes for us. We really appreciate it. And, hey, let's hope this is a, continues to be a really tough, uh, hard-fought, fun series. Yes, and I, I hope it is as well. And, you know, I, I mentioned about our hatred for Joe Ingles. He's <laughs> one of those guys that, you know, you love him if he's on your team. You you hate him if he's on the other team. But I, I just want to say I, I I have a son who has autism, and, I've, and I know Joe and what he's done for autism awareness and – I've had an opportunity to talk to Joe a few times when the Jazz have been in Memphis or when we've gone to Utah and uh, talked to him before games, and he's always been so gracious, and he's always carved out time to talk to me about his kids and um, about asking about my kid, and uh, he's he's one of my favorite people in the league. So it's tough. This is a tough series for me with with Mike Conley being on that team and and, and I'm such a huge fan of Joe Ingles, the person as well, that it, it's tough for me to find and build that hatred <laughs> that you're supposed to have this time of year. But I, I guess, uh, you know, Jazz come back and Rudy Gobert keeps flopping. Maybe I'll find it somewhere. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was something else. Uh, seriously. Well, Rob, thank you. That was great. Appreciate you. You guys got it anytime. There you go. Rob Fisher. He's on the, the Grizzlies broadcast, hosts pre- and post-game, does sidelines as well. That was a great conversation. That's awesome. He said uh, they all hate Joe Ingles. Well, we all hate him here too, right? Well, they've got a player. That's Dylan Brooks for them, right? <laughs> I mean, that kidding. head book, the Just head butt. Just kidding, Joe. Uh, no, doesn't every every team needs a player like that, right, that the other team despises because of the kind of pesky way that they play? Except for Joe isn't overly physical. You know, he's not a bully. Uh, yeah, he's, but just, he, he's just a conniver. Right, but he's that 
that type of player that will use some gamesmanship to make up for some disadvantages. You know, when I see him talking, I really wonder what what's coming out in that Australian accent. What is he saying? What is that he Australian saying? accent that he fakes? What's he saying? Wouldn't you like to know? Um, he really cooks that Australian accent, huh, Gordon? I mean, I suppose. What is, I mean, what, 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 the trash talk with the Australian accent. What, I mean, what's you're he pretty, saying? You're pretty focused on the accent here. Why? No, because you, well, that's because Austin brought it. You think, no, you brought it up. <laughs> oh, I guess I did. Crikey. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. You want to take a stab at it? I have no idea. He, I, it's because he can say the meanest, ugliest, nastiest thing about you and your dog, <laughs> and you're going to go, oh, Joe. Probably. All right, stick around. We've got more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.